You're listening to the Bragging Rights Fantasy Football Podcast with your host and commissioner, Patrick Sullivan, and special guests from around the league. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome into episode seven of the Bragging Rights Fantasy Football Podcast. You are here with me, your host and commissioner, Paddy Sullivan, and a special guest from the league tonight, GM, Mr. Mason Part. Welcome. Thanks for having me again, Paddy. Uh, really looking forward to tonight. Yeah, this is the second time on the podcast. How are we feeling about, uh, about round two? Really self-conscious, actually. Uh, last time I was on, uh, sent through a voicemail um, from myself. I had a lot of ums and ahs. Mm-hmm. Tom Mundy was very, very quick to point that out. <laughs> so now I'm probably going to have a lot more pauses that Paddy's going to have to edit out because I'm going to be thinking about it so, uh, so much. So he's in my head. Um, <laughs> so very uncomfortable. I can confirm very, for the listeners that he does not look okay. Yeah, I'm he... focusing on it a lot and it's just not my natural state. I need to let the ums and ahs <laughs> sing, really. The, uh, the first episode that we had together, I did do quite a lot of editing and I took out a lot of the ums and ahs. I think Thank mostly you, for the fact that our initial recording was about two and a half hours and that cut it back to a measly hour and a half. You should have the unedited Snyder Cut come out. I think it could <laughs> be a three-part HBO series. I think people would, would get around that. I'd probably listen to it. You would. I would. <laughs> uh, righty. so look, before we get into the main content of, uh, of tonight's episode, I know that we are currently in the wake of uh, what is being called Benny Gate, uh, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd like to call it the elephant in the room, but it really is the wombat in the room, <laughs> isn't it? And I mean, for everybody that was on the chat last night, um, which was not me, <laughs> yeah, the taco eating commission, the comfortable commissioner, um, he was absent, correct? <laughs> we tore the place apart, um, during that absence. But I left for one night and I came back and I'm like a mother who's just gone out for the evening, hoped that they'd be well behaved. I came back and the house was on fire. I'd say you're an irresponsible mother then. You're going to leave <laughs> children like us to run amok because uh, yeah. we cannot be trusted yeah, at then. all. We're not of an age or mental state to be left to our own devices. Absolutely clearly. not. Um, the ringleaders of the, uh, of the riot that you incited, uh, yourself, uh, your roommate, and of course, Doc Latte, just absolutely lighting fires. Three of the greats, I would say, of the league. Uh, personalities, yeah. people. Um, I think really the, the crux of the issue was Ben Foston uh, not only trying to avoid any kind of responsibility for it, but flat out denying it and passing it off as if he just didn't notice. And if anybody, this is a podcast, you couldn't see the air quotes come up when I said that. Uh, ben Foston, obviously you're a scumbag, you're a cheat. Um, I had dropped a... I dropped a defense after seeing that notification uh, literally two hours before that happened. I was actually wondering when I made my trade, as I'm sure everybody else has done when they've made a trade that involves Fab and a player, what is actually going to happen mm. when you have an extra player? Mm. Um, so I think we can all count here. Ben Foston, you're a teacher. You would know that there's only five spots available on your bench. Um, and when you received a, an extra player to make a six player bench, obviously there was going to be some kind of discrepancy there. Not only did you not make a play, uh, immediately you tried to pull the wool over our eyes. Um, So let me just jump in here because this has been a pretty scathing review of his actions. 
and immediately or in action and then immediately after this came to light it seems like you mason part uh took that very same action (laughs) it was the proven point patrick so (laughs) i think the weak um slap on the wrist that i would i wouldn't even call it a slap on the wrist it was more of a handshake um (laughs) the hand was extended shaken you know go pat on the back good job benny one of the boys um you know, nobody, poor Mitch Johns. That's all I've got to say. Poor Mitch Johns. Imagine being, imagine oh being Mitchell Johns and sitting there and having to read through that, you know, opening up your wallet, closing it <laughs> repeatedly to see if that $20 was magically going to reappear because I wouldn't believe that uh, absolute flagrant disrespect that Ben Foston showed would be worth anything less than uh, what Mitchell Johns had to fork out at the start of the year. But look, Darius Slayton, uh, you know, he deserves... He deserved to, you know, at least if he wasn't going to score points this year, he at least needed to stand for something. And the Slayton statement was made. uh, Patrick called it the Slayton earlier. Oh, please. (laughs) I will. I have been content to listen to all of the slanderous statements up until this point. But for you to give that terrible pun, that credit for that, the blame for that to me, I will not stand by. That was Mason's uh, pun and uh, you've got to take that. Okay, I'll take ownership for that as well. Um, I think the rest of the league, sorry to jump in ahead of you there, I think the rest of the league could potentially... um, you know, I think they want to see blood. There's pitchforks, like yeah. uh, fire, Frankenstein's monster is in the tower. Uh, you know, the whole town is waiting yeah. uh, to basically burn it, burn him down. Yeah, well, look, I think they might be disappointed because I just did send through the uh, the ruling where I've, I've, I've kept it there. But it seems like you're also banging for blood. But if that happens for the very same action that you then committed, would you be also happy to take that punishment, Mr. Park? Well, I think my punishment is relinquishing five fab oh, to make okay. that point. Um, and I'm willing to give... I've given that fab up to, to make the point. Now, the commissioner did say that there was a 24-hour rule. So mm-hmm. to, to prove that point, I uh, made a trade for... Five fab, anybody who missed it. I'm sure that there's nobody out there that missed uh, Darius Slayton getting picked up for five fab and then left on the bench for six, uh, six, six bench players for something like 18 hours. But who's, who's counting? I think Terence Welsh has a, had a doomsday clock rigged to um, the app to, know, to notify him exactly when it came Talking off. about Bane for blood, if you just happened to miss mm. that deadline, he would have been out after you in a big way. Well, yeah. I, I mean, he even called, called me out. Uh, on the chat to move Corey Davis from my COVID spot when he was still listed as COVID eligible in the app. Um, Which I I still did uh, because an argument with Terence Welsh, you know, we've all been there and it's just too much effort really to get into. It's just more effort than what it's worth. Um, And I love the guy, but I just didn't want to get into that argument. It's just easier to to move a player that I was just going to move in there anyway. Um, AJ Brown's, you know, Mental, some would say, at <laughs> okay. the Titans. So, <laughs> all right. Well, look, we've uh, we've had a good old chat about uh, about mm-hmm. Benny Gate. I reckon uh, time to move on and let's get to uh, one of the uh, the favourite uh, segments of the podcast mm-hmm. that has been really uh, uh, Forbesy has taken charge of this and uh, everyone has been contributing well. This time we have a perfect record again for votes, which is good. We're missing a, uh, one or two blurbs that we mm. might uh, we might just uh, freestyle. Yeah, ourselves? yeah, let's yeah, film them up ourselves. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if we're ready, if we're you know done with fucking complaining, <laughs> shall we head into the next segment? I really appreciate you giving me a platform to <laughs> complain for almost yeah. as long as we spent on the chat complaining uh, last <laughs> night. That's really bothered this 
the whole you're gonna have to make a lot of cuts it's just a shame that you've ruined two consecutive nights for me <laughs> with this fucking show <laughs> but yeah all right let's do it let's get into power rankings okay. eh? let's okay. do it fantasy power rankings Okay, in the kickoff this week's round of power rankings, we've got at spot number 12, Mitch Johns. I think this is a, uh, a fairly clear uh, winner here for this spot, going at 0 and 7. He was on the podcast last week, very, very confident about taking care of T-Money, but uh, just didn't happen. Very vocal. Very mm-hmm. disappointing. Absolutely. I've just uh, had dinner with T Money and he has uh, explicitly asked me to say that uh, Mitch Johns has been pancaked. So uh, there's the word. Uh, Mitch, you're pancaked. Uh, very disappointing. And uh, let's see if you can get a, get a win uh, next round. I keep begging for it on this podcast. I keep being optimistic. But honestly, the amount of energy that I have for my optimism for you, the tank is running dry, mate. So uh, let's see some results. And then you might be able to take over number 11, who is Patrick Sullivan. Ah. Number 11. <laughs> uh, probably surprised to see you at number 11 after mm. what was a... Historic comeback. Say the sweatiest man in uh, NFL fantasy football, Chris Forbes. There was must have been uh, a pool, an absolute pool of sweat around him for three days. And to get done like that, just to get done that dirty, what Tyler Lockett, what did he get? 45 points. 45 points, 200 yards, three touchdowns. So just so everybody knows, because this isn't a video podcast, uh, Patrick Sullivan has just brought up his team list and yeah. he's looking at it now just so we can if you want if you want to go through exactly it's where just, you won this i mean take that take this moment for yourself Patty, no i you, just you've earned it i really just wanted to check what the actual points differential at the end of it was and it was 0. 0.84 uh after 138 points in the end it's uh, uh hold on yeah, I'm, pretty... I'm looking at this now right Ooh. now and i'm seeing that there's Hmm. potentially been an adjustment to the scores here somewhere and COVID is up by uh, (laughs) one point, what, one, six points here? Is this a live update first announcement of the... Talking about a ruined night, what is happening? (laughs) I've just brought this up and it is actually showing that COVID-free is up by two points. This is... I don't know. I mean, to be here live, I don't know what has happened. Just to have seen the look on his face... I wish I could. I wish words could describe exactly the pain that's written across here. But I'm not sure what is happening. I'm gonna have to double check this. And even if it's right, I'm gonna just use my commissioner powers to just reverse it. No, I, I, I'm truly, I'm gobsmacked. I don't know what's going on, and I'm, a, I'm a bit panicked. This is one of those rare moments where I think. Um, do they call them Diana moments or something like that, where you remember exactly where you were when you found out? And I'm always gonna remember. I may as well just stop the podcast now. Just call it quits. Just end the league. I'm the only one with the red button to do it. And it, and it may be happening right now. Oh, okay. I'm just going to move on. I'm going to ignore it for now. And I can uh, read out the rest of the rankings if you want. Yeah, I'm going to gonna need a moment. I'm going to need a moment. I'm going to okay. need a breath. Okay. okay. Um, so kicking off uh, number 10, the man who's playing with a chip on his shoulder, I'd say he's playing angry. He's had some bad reports. He's, he's been kicked down. He's been shoved down. I mean, the guy's just been beat up by the entire league. Uh, well, Mitch Johns is the darling. Tom Mundy's, 
whatever the opposite of a darling is. Uh, and he is at number 10. He's moved up two spots. And this has got to be part of vindication for Tom Mundy, who he's been scrapping on the waiver wire. He's been making some smart, intelligent plays, I think, every week. And he's what, backed up with three wins in a row. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm. All right. So let's move up to number nine then. And we've got uh, Mick Teeny. Again, a lot of variability in his votes. That has been uh, the perennial kind of... Uh, uh, variability for Mick, uh, but he's at number nine and uh, he came away with a loss to Danny Jackson again. Uh, last week's podcast guest, very confident about the win occurring and uh, did not deliver. So uh, he's had a bit of a fall in his own division and he's had a bit of a oh no, he's actually stayed stayed uh, stable at, at nine. So mm-hmm. uh, Mick, you're gonna have to see some wins to start uh, getting up the rankings here, I reckon. Surprising because is he? Four and three now, or? I'm too scared to look at the app. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame you, honestly. Um, let's have a look at Mick T. Yeah, four and three. Four and three, though, and in a very competitive div where um, three players are on four and three, and the bottom rank is three and four. So hmm. it's really anybody's... Division, really? Anybody's yeah. division for the taking. Uh, next up, uh, number, number eight. Number, number eight, eight is... Yeah. Doc Latte, Rob mm. Zanko. So interestingly enough, in terms of all the stats that Mr. Forbes has put together, Rob's uh, variability is pretty huge. Highest ranked at one, lowest ranked at 11. I think we all know who voted him at number one. <laughs> it is so predictable. Uh, so where, where he's truly ranked in, by the eyes of his, uh, in the eyes of his peers, probably a little bit lower than that. But uh, his own self-righteous voting is probably keeping him afloat. Uh, in this division here, so you've got to admire his confidence. Do I have to admire his confidence? You don't. I don't. I don't, <laughs> and I will not. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and just above him, Mace. Who do we see there? Myself. There we go. Yeah, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, there I am. Uh, actually, not much variability uh, compared mm. to some of the people around me. That's for sure. But. Mm. Look, uh, again, another poor showing by the GM, more than anything else. Uh, a few points left on the bench, a few bad defensive decisions, just can't seem to get that right. Uh, team otherwise are putting up numbers, but the GM's really to blame there, so I take full responsibility. There you go. Mm. Good stuff. So I only fell one spot there, so it uh, wasn't uh, too much of a punishment that he got handed to you by the, by the league. Just above him, we've seen someone who's uh, then switched positions with you, and it's Terry Welch, T-Bone. So he's coming in at number six, uh, the top half of the, of the league's rankings. He also has been voted number one by someone here, mm. and... I mean, yeah. I mean, who else could it be? Yeah, I mean, no one else. He's not exactly the most liked GM in the league, is he? So, <laughs> no. He's not getting any generous votes from the, the other 11 of us, so it's got to be himself. He might be paying a couple of fab to get somebody to vote in that high. I mean, he's got the fab to throw he's got, around. He's got to throw so around. may as well. So might as well spend it on something. <laughs> That's it. So there's Terry at number six. And uh, a bit of movement here for this next GM, Mason, who yeah, comes this in is, at top five. This is massive. Top five. Um, a man who just continually proves the haters wrong. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. just outstanding performances again by Davo. Uh, Cole Beasley. I'm pretty sure. Did he have Cole Beasley last year as well? Oh, couldn't tell you. Yeah, I feel like he, he may have. Or at least he had some scrappy gym rat, <laughs> yeah. you know, first in, last to leave, lunch pail style of <laughs> receiver that just gets it done yeah. for him. But uh, I think every season we say this, he, he just continues to... In, to uh, outperform expectation and he's mm. done that again he's a clear leader in his division yeah uh, correct he's five got and two, two, two so games ahead of everyone else he's only on overall standings behind dj 
So that's pretty well, impressive. So finally getting the credit where credit's due. Big, mm. a big raise of three spots for Davo. Well done, mate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so coming in at four is the uh, the organiser of the spreadsheets, Mr. Forbes. So he's had a bit of a drop just down one mm. position. Uh, also has a, a highest ranking at number one, lowest ranking at number nine. Not sure if that was him putting himself there. I would say the way that he's been talking in on the podcast and in the chat, mm-hmm. I don't think humility's his guy this season, so I don't think he was at number nine. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. There you go. All right, so he's had, well, I was about to say he came off a really close loss, but evidently perhaps he's come doesn't, off a really close win. So um, maybe he might have been uh, he might have been higher in the rankings if the league were privy to this information uh, before we've just uh, mm. become. So uh, top three, hit us. Bit of a slide here. Daniel Jackson. Now, mm. where was he last week? He was second. He was second last week. So he dropped week, down to three. First the week um, before. I was thinking quality loss is a term, but what's the opposite of that um, non-quality win? I'm trying to think of the college football <laughs> terminology and what would be the opposite of that. But he's got a win. He won well and he's dropped a, dropped a spot. I think concerns, obviously, around Mike Davis mm. not performing. Um, and a bit of a, a shot clock left, really. He's got the Thursday mm. night football, so he might have one more game uh, uh, out of him before CMC comes back and takes over. Yeah. Uh, but he does have Dalvin Cook coming back in and squad, does so have that Dalvin should Cook. be, so, I mean, should be big. Replacement. And he is about to play the uh, the disgrace uh, disgrace commissioner now, so that should be <laughs> a pretty easy win for uh, for DJ. <laughs> God help me. Uh, okay, now uh, he loses his spot to a man who's jumped three spots, and this is uh, Lil Pep himself, Benjamin Foston. Now, looking at the min and max yeah. votes here, this is where the true controversy comes. Huge. Because he has a top rate of, uh, of one and a lowest ranking of 12. So uh, the inside word from Mr. Forbes is that without that, Absolute outlier vote at 12. Foston would have been the clear number one. Yeah. So uh, we do not have confirmation about who this is, but Mace, who, who are your thoughts? Where, where, where does your mind wander to? Well, I just feel uh, Foz was robbed, much like he <laughs> robbed the league of any kind of integrity. So without casting any kind of, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to be out there deciding who could have and would have, you know, should have placed him at 12. Um, but you think he was robbed? He was. I, I you know, I'm not going to lie. I had him at number one. So mm. uh, I'll put him there and I think he was very hard done by. Yeah. Um, and uh, was that word chosen very particularly there? Because <laughs> <laughs> if it was, I would like to... Say thanks a latte for the very considered <laughs> <laughs> funny delivery. Uh, but yes, I'm in total agreement. I think that's yeah. exactly what's occurred. Yeah. And uh, Fozzy, you've been uh, you've been you've been robbed out of a uh, a number one spot there. And uh, the one who's taken the spot, Dom Zanko, uh, kept his spot there. So uh, he's the curse. It's like the Madden curse, isn't it? <laughs> as soon as you get put that number one, yeah. Um, Poor performance mm. next week. Pretty, pretty tough loss there. Pretty pretty tough. I mean, you know, you'd almost be disappointed in Alvin Kamara getting 18 points at this <laughs> at this stage. But, I mean, definitely not the, the biggest of his worries. No, no. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll bounce back. And I think the league believes that as well because they have ranked him at number one. So, uh, well done, Dom. That's uh, another, another power ranking victory for you, mate. So, uh, so well done. All right, so with that uh, done with the power rankings, let's move on to the blurbs. I want to thank everyone again who sent them through. 
Okay, so let's start off this upcoming round's matchups with Puffy Doc Latte against COVID-free aged care, Mr. Forbes. Mace, you want to take these two uh, blurbs? Can do. Uh, so first up is Forbes' blurb of Latte. Latte's season hangs in the balance. He talked the talk against T-Bone but couldn't even get out of the sheds in an absolutely pitiful display. The Terror Squad, in quotes, <laughs> is on life support this week as buys hit hard. The likes of Damian Harris and Preston Williams in Puffy's starting lineup are enough to make any opposing team salivate, let alone one that has scored in the top four all bar one week this season. That's a good little pat on the back there for himself. I'd take a confident GM to even entertain the thought that fielding such a meagre squad could stand against the might of the aged care unit. But if there's one thing that Rob doesn't lack, it's self-belief. Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> the, chart will flow, the chat will flow thick and fast in the lead up but be prepared for a quiet Monday and Tuesday <laughs> as we all pour a latte out for what will undoubtedly be the end of our defending champ season. Oh, that's a great I blurb. like that. I did like that. Um, now we're... And let's see what, uh, what yeah. Mr. Latte has written back. Uh, Latte's blurb. Familiarise yourself with some classic blues artists because you'll be in the mood next week. <laughs> Latte the freight train had a miscarriage last week, <laughs> but he ain't derailed. <laughs> Nothing but your soul will do. Well, that is disgusting. Truly. Is and disgusting. the fact that I've read that uh, and it's on record, I'd almost like if you could censor a couple of those words out just so I'm never... Only your arms. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. When I saw how small this blurb was, I was a little bit disappointed. But as you read it, I was like, oh, I was pretty thankful that that, that ended as quickly as it yeah. did. That I think you tough. asked me to read those blurbs because you'd read them beforehand <laughs> and you knew that that was being set up. I didn't want those words coming out of my mouth. <laughs> okay, so let's move up to the next matchup. And for this one, we can take on uh, Davo against T. So, Davo's blurb as written by Teeny. Davo, constantly talked down but still producing week after week. He's stuck strong to his guns and rode it out with Gronk, who to everybody's dismay is actually producing. Has a good lead in his division at the moment, but it must be noted he's in a loud league that is very vocal but not producing results. (laughs) I feel the slide begins this week. Mm. Mm. Yeah, not a bad point against Davo and not a bad point against Davo's league, which (laughs) we are both apart. (laughs) I feel uh, personally attacked, (laughs) is all I can say about that there. And I think... It was it was a personal attack. So. It was a personal yep. attack, and I cannot uh, justify or defend myself whatsoever. So I'm going to let that slide. Well done. <laughs> All right. So then Davo's blurb about Mick T. <clears throat> Big bad Mick T. What it do, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Russell Mania show, where dreams get shattered and predictions mean nothing. Saying that. Not one, not two, not three, but four in a row now. Like LeBron said when he just won the NBA championship, I want my damn respect. It is okay if you want to join the long list of great blokes, but above average GMs. (laughs) I ain't going to lie, I'm very nervous this week with Mahomes, Evans, Robbie Anderson and the Chiefs D have the the blender of doo-doo that are the Jets and Giants. Can't wait. Yeah. That's good from Dave. That was nice. It and was you know what? Little... He does deserve his damn respect. And he I have does. not give it, given it to him at all in I this podcast. <laughs> so we're still just going to not not do that? Okay. All right. No respect. Sorry, David. Nah, mate. Good job. You're in the, uh, you're in the top of your division and uh, you're smacking us at the moment. So well done. Okay. So, Mace, uh, let's take the next uh, matchup, which is T-Money against Dom Zanko. Mm. So Monday's blurb about Zanko. 
the Zankos are a divisive unit. And as a duo, they've brought many things to the league, which include great sausages, <laughs> memorable talking points, boneheaded drops, collusion, and in the older Zanko's case, years and years and years. He actually stopped there, but I'm going to continue. And years and years and years of fantasy disappointment. Dom Zanko is the fantasy equivalent of the Cleveland Browns, and it will give me great pleasure to bring more heartache and pain to his in brackets, limited franchise. <laughs> and Tom, now speaking to you, don't make the same mistake Mitch did. You better come correct <laughs> and you better be staunch or you'll just be another pancake lying in my wake. <laughs> He's brought the pancake back. He is really enjoying Straight away. those pancakes. <laughs> All right, and let's see what Dom has to say. Okay, so Dom to Tom. Uh, not a lot to say this week. After a devastating loss to Big Dave, the squad is looking for an easy beat to get back in the winner's circle. Lucky for me, the stars aligned and lobbed up a home run <laughs> against a recently chipper former commish. Back-to-back wins have got T-Mun feeling like a contender. And I concede, I have enjoyed seeing him chirp away in the chat, calling out the new boss. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I fear a reappearance of busy at work, Tom, after Wentz and them boys steal his lunch money while we give Kyler the week off. <laughs> My prediction, I do him by 20 and his QB shits the bed. Oh, and that's great. That's great good. chat. Really good, good from Dom there. I like it both ways, actually, in yeah. that one. Yeah, I think that's... Just a... have it on record that I just said I like it both ways <laughs> as well. So... Oh, it's there. I'm going to put that on loop. <laughs> that's going to be our new intro music. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to take the uh, the next matchup, which is going to be Bone against yourself, Mason. So let's read out what uh, Mace had to say against about mm. Terry. Week eight features a potential make or break battle of austerity versus spending. <laughs> While T-Bone is typically scuttling around the basement of the waivers, trying to claim middling talent with $0 and $1 bids, his opposition will recklessly spend cash to go out and get his man or just drop five five to make a point. <laughs> Often regardless of any actual opportunity or talent in brackets 2019 Hawk. <laughs> but both GMs have solidarity in lamenting a close $1 loss on Justin Jefferson earlier in the year. And that was a tough one, which highlighted an uncharacteristic show of expenditure from the Brig Prime cut himself, whose purse strings are usually pulled together tighter than a nun's. Oh, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> except, in brackets, except when adding a little ill-conceived fab value to a backup running back for elite talent trade offer. <sighs> I'm glad you didn't include the next word that I thought was coming. This missed opportunity will certainly affect the Hounds more as their middling wide receiving talent has been a cause for concern all season, while Bones's WRs have turned inconsistency into constant production. Bones' team benefits from a very strong wide receiving core and the return of Aaron Jones and should put up good numbers. The Hounds will be without the number three overall running back in James Robinson, but positive matchups favour the rest of the team this week, and like any good dog, they're about to make light work of this old bone. Oh, that's that's nice. That's Thank nice. You. I thought Thank towards you. the end you were just starting to make excuses for yourself, but that little uh, old, good dog and old bone. Mm. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I thought I got it there. All right. So let's see what, um, let's see what, what Terry has to, to say yeah. about Mason. <clears throat> Team MJP is alongside Thunderoo as the only rosters currently sitting three and four. Well, well debatable now. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I don't like that this keeps coming up. Uh, well, currently sitting at three and four, well-ish, who can have realistic <laughs> expectations of playoffs. The likes of Canoli, T. Mundy and Latte are nothing if not delusional. <laughs> yep. mm. 
unfortunate, uh, but true. MJP has elite talent at the top of the RB depth chart, and he finally may be ready to start moving on from the sunk costs in the lesser RBs he's been stubbornly holding. Trading away the $20 fab per purchase Adrian Peterson last week for pennies on the dollar could be a sign that Mark Ingram and Devontae Freeman will soon be hitting the waiver wire near you. <laughs> Is he right? I'm holding it. Okay. <laughs> Whilst Diggs is a borderline wide receiver one, there's barely a wide receiver four amongst the rest. So there are some distinct holes in this team that need shoring up if they're going to break away from the bottom feeders below 0.500. A big much big matchup against an old rival this week will be key for Mason, and the Brandon Ayuk matchup against the Seahawks could prove crucial. There you go. What good are your stuff. thoughts, Mace? Yeah, no, good stuff. I think uh, Terry and I have a level of respect for each other. Um, so what, I think is, that, that what is that level? <laughs> very low. Very low. <laughs> no, I think, I think we do. Um, yeah, I think borderline wide receiver one for the number six overall wide receiver is probably a bit rich on poor Stefan Diggs after a down week. But I think everything he said is correct. And I think um, we gave each other a fair shot, which I think is going to be show up in the, uh, the game is it's going to be a close matchup. So who's, who's going to take the lollies? Me, obviously. Be close. Yep. There's been a, uh, a bit of a history of uh, special guests predicting their own wins <laughs> and then coming up against it next week. Let's well, see if, uh, I'd like to see if think that I've got a better true. team than those two uh, absolute bottom feeders. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right, so the last matchup of the week where we've got the blurbs for is myself, Canola Kamish, against uh, team Danny Jackson. Uh, do you want to take care of these ones for us? I can. Okay. Definitely. So uh, just going to the section where we should have a blurb from Danny about me. and uh, Looks like he tried to send through a gif of Ryan Reynolds and nothing turned up. Is that correct? <laughs> that is correct. It is blank. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, has, uh, nothing has come through from Deej, which I think just goes to show you, yeah, he, he just really does think he's above actual words communicating on the thread through Ryan Reynolds' gifs exclusively, just because he's got the highest record, thinks he doesn't... Uh, uh, that I don't deserve a blurb. Although, to be fair, perhaps I don't. <laughs> perhaps well, now, I don't. yeah. I'm okay if, yeah. Uh, if I'm giving up on myself. I think it's okay that Danny gives up on me too. <laughs> yeah, I think there's, there's a blurb to be written about the heartbreak that you've faced tonight in reading that change of scores. I'm sure it'll be written on a note left by the side of a, <laughs> the side of a bathtub <laughs> in about four hours. <laughs> uh, but moving on to uh, the blurb from myself against Danny. Sure thing. Um, Yourself, obviously, taking a couple of seconds to amend mm. some of the words that you had there earlier. The Any particular reason? The recent news has uh, <laughs> has come into play in this blurb, but uh, I'll let you uh, I'll let you deliver it. Okay, Danny the Pretender is coming off a cheap win against a declining McTee, putting up despicable numbers, and no amount of handsome gifts can distract from the fact that his squad is reeling. I've outscored Danny both of the last two weeks, and I'm gunning to do it again this round. I'm in an uphill battle, currently four wins behind in the record books, but with Lamar back in the starting lineup, perhaps he can shine through when I need him most. Look, the game could realistically be over Thursday night if Ridley and Mike Davis get the job done for Danny, but as I've just learned in the most horrifying fashion, you can never count your chickens before they hatch, because sometimes, even after they've hatched and counted 138.9 chickens, the sleeper app will shove those two, will shove two of those chickens back into the eggs and smash them into your face. <laughs> wow, that's what I've learned, and that's how I. All feel. I can say <laughs> is, um, if there's any anthropologist listening from the future, this is what true pain looks and reads like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm I, glad I, that they've <laughs> dug this 
specific podcast out to study as well in my fictional (laughs) world. Their their view of what humans are like in 2020 will be substantially below the mean. Yeah, that's true. That's actually true. It's just pain. (laughs) It's just pain all year. Oh, goodness. All right. So this is the final matchup, actually. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Mitch Johns against uh, Ben Fossen. So um, Mitch, two fours. Little Pep's team is coming on strong after a good win last week. He's got good depth at running backs despite having some out injured and carrying three quarterbacks is just showing off. After copying some shtick for his big fab spend against no one for Tua, <laughs> we're all waiting on tenderhooks to see if he pulls the trigger and plays him. Uh, having to play a couple of injury designated players this week, the wins are turning in favour of my team, breaking the goose egg and getting the first win. I mean, he's hopeful. Again, his optimism has not run dry he's like hopeful. mine has. Yeah, it's, what do you... it's 1v12. Um, I, I, I at least admire his optimism. Not his team, but just his optimism. God, no. Okay. Right, and uh, do you want to read out what uh, Lil Pep had to say about Mitch? Little Pep to Mitch. Team M. John's obituary. <laughs> Former bragging rights team. Team M. John's. <laughs> Aged 0-7. Died November 2nd, 2020, at his home with his loved RBs on IR. At his request, his opponent has written his obituary. <laughs> Once the league, darling, hard done by powerhouse... <laughs> hard done by powerhouse scores of 160 and 180. Since has been a tale of ruin, and judging by his team management, alcoholism. <laughs> Reaching rock bottom after losing to the league's punching bag, T-Mund, Team M. Johns made peace with their season being over. M. Johns confided in his dear friend, Lil Pep, the night before, requesting him to end his misery once and for all. Being the compassionate GM that he is, Lil Pep obliged. On Monday, GM Johns rolled out players in unwashed jerseys with with names more common to Dynasty League. Rookie Hasty and desperate signing Rogers realised quickly this was not the landing spot they'd hoped for. <laughs> Captain Galladay made the most of his outing against the Colts but could do nothing as his quarterback Stafford was obliterated in the pocket. This happened all before 4.30am. <laughs> By 8am, a trail of ruin and devastation was all that could be seen on M. John's team. It was in this moment the team M. Johns turned off their own life support and deleted their sleeper app. GM Johns and his squad of 39 players from seven weeks. I want to know if he's actually gone through the trouble of counting them. I reckon, I reckon he has. He's gone through the trouble of making an obituary. He's, I'm pretty sure he's posted this in the local, like the Northside News or something like that. Wouldn't that be great? Get a photo of that, Benny. Do that. Uh, we'll be remembered as a battler and having massive biceps. <laughs> Commissioner Cannoli has asked his next of kin for $20 he the league. <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. Well that's done. Well done, little Pat. That's uh that's a really great blurb. A wonderful obituary. Yeah. Ben Foster, um, I really laid it on you to start this podcast. But you're back in the good books. Thoughts and prayers to M. Johns's family and friends. Uh all right, so there's the blurbs um finally as the final matchup. So well done everyone for sending them through. Well done to Forbes for um collating all of those and the stats for the rankings. Um so with that, that comes an end to the uh, formal segments of uh, tonight's episode of the podcast. But uh, final thoughts I thought would be interesting just to put Mason on the spot. I know that he's a betting man and I know that he loves to do his research. So I've asked him now to just do absolute first thoughts predictions on the six matchups. And he's desperately trying to look through now <laughs> to do the work. But uh, Mason, you have no time. I want you to tell me 
first vibes, hit me with it. Who's going to win out of Little Pep and Mitch Johns? So uh, without... No, just give me the name. <laughs> Little Pep or Mitch Johns. <laughs> without having done the form for any of these six, I'm just going to go straight off the current form of all of these teams. Little uh, Pep or Mitch Johns? Little Pep, easy. Okay. T-Bone yep. against New Hounds. The Hounds in a close one. Yep. Okay. Um, T-Money against Dom Zanko. Dom Zanko bounce back week. Uh, Tom Monday to surprise with a couple of his pickups. Okay. Uh, beats by Davo against McTeeny. The unstoppable juggernaut that is Davo to continue rolling. <laughs> okay. Uh, Puffy against COVID free aged care. Uh, COVID by uh, 25 plus. Okay. And uh, the Cannoli Commission against uh, top of the league, Danny Jackson. Don't even want to take a bet on that matchup this week. It's, it's really, it may I, as well be a no, scrap. That's a no bet game. Mason, me. what's it called when the horse gets like, I don't know, they like break their ankle before and then they get something? Euthanized? Oh, God. I'm not going to euthanize myself. <laughs> what what, isn't there another word the where they, ankle? where like the bets are kind of off because they've just, they like, can be scratched. Or scratched. Yeah, there is. That's a word. Yeah. yeah. I've been scratched from the betting uh, yeah. markets. Okay. All right. Sweet. Uh, look, the final thoughts from me. Uh, what do you think? Patrick, um, can no, I, yeah, no, I'm going to read fine. them out to oh, you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, do you me. feel about that? Yeah, uh, that's cool. Bone v. Hounds. Let's go bone because uh, I want it to happen because okay. you're in my division. Well, I'm upset with you now. <laughs> okay. Boston versus Mitch. Fozzie. By 25. Okay. Uh, former Kamish versus uh, Team D Zanko. I'm going to go money because I'd like to see the comeback story. And also, he just gave me a Patriots jersey tonight as a gift. So, I've got to be nice to the man. Yeah, yeah it was very a, sweet it's, a real, it's a real Rudy story. And he's, yeah. he's done himself uh, well to get in the good books with the commissioner. As which is, which is what, what you need, apparently. <laughs> 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 now you can do what you want, money. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Uh, Dave v. Mick. Yeah, it's got to be Dave. He's, I've got to give him the respect. He, he's earned it. So, Dave. Put some respect on that. Man's yep. goddamn name and Puffy v. Aged Care. That's got to be Aged Care. Yeah, and even if Aged Care loses, uh, you know he's he's been playing, paying the sleeper sleeper app developers, so uh, I'm sure <laughs> they've got his back to tip him over the line. If I need wouldn't be. be surprised if he wrote an email to be <laughs> honest, and uh, or if he just hacked our app and he's, he's got the skills. I, would just, the skills. I wouldn't be surprised. And <laughs> uh, last and definitely least, <laughs> Canoli and. <laughs> oh look, Team you've Ryan got to, I've got to have optimism because uh, if I don't have hope, what do I have? Um, Not any good just, players. Just a well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, your team was uh, it's fantastic. You, you uh, the, well, you were for a brief period of time. I think the highest scoring yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, not great. anymore. Uh, yeah, look, I'm going to go for myself just for uh, another another miracle. We'll see if it, if it happens. Uh, all right. So look, uh, Mace, thanks for the for the quick bets. I know yeah. that was uh, I was. As, as uncomfortable as a finish by not getting to uh, do the proper proper read through all the stats. Uh, as uncomfortable as a finish as it was at the start when you're very, very uh, taking a lot of care with your ums and your ahs. So it'll be interesting to see. When do you think, how far in did you forget about it? Midway. Midway. Three quarters. I'm certain the listeners will be able to pinpoint it. <laughs> a definitive, I think, change in my tone. Probably as soon as I got through this beer. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... Fair enough. Nice. All right. Well, Mace, thank you very much. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed your second stint on the podcast. I've certainly enjoyed you uh, you being on it as well. Uh, so well done. Good luck in your game against uh, T-Bone this week. And um, thanks also to the listeners who have stuck with us. Uh, thanks to Forbes for your help again. And uh, good luck, everyone, for the games ahead. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And um, good luck on your quest to uh, ultimate bragging rights. Thank you very much for having me, Patrick. It was a pleasure. Ha, ha, ha.